Archimax login confirmed. Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. The LodgeCast is a little podcast where we watch weird movies so you don't have to. Episode 162, Killers of the Flower Moon. Hello and welcome to a prestigious as fuck edition of the LodgeCast. I'm your LodgeMaster. With me as always and back from the COVID dungeon is Brother Bishki. Back from the dead. And in the way... Way back, we got for the LT. The Lodge casts, they flow freely here, son. <laughs> and in this supersized edition, we got Lodge Mistress Millie. So happy to be here. Sister May. Hello, hello. And Brother Nathan. What's up, y'all? What's up, all? The edge is jam-packed <laughs> for Martin Scorsese's Killers of the Flower Moon. And much like... When we visited, <laughs> last visited Scorsese with the Irishman, yeah, Lucas is whacked all the way in the back. <laughs> yeah, but we, oh, can you hear me in the back? We brought our giant stuffed ray dog, our mascot, to uh, comfort him back there, and hopefully that's providing a little bit of warmth. It's very cozy and, and plushy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so you know, dear listener. This movie today is three and one half hours long. Yeah. We are right about at 4 p.m. We're going to be getting home tonight, maybe around 10 p.m. Oh! This is like a shift at the factory. So we're just putting in, we're giving our Sunday to you, a, to your earbuds. The ultimate it's a full day of Scorsese. I mean, that, it's totally bold to come out with a three. A full daisy of Scorsese. Wow. It's his uh, heaven's an gate. There should be. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. as an audience member, we're gonna, you know, we gotta sit through that. Yeah, it's the <laughs> length he, of two movies. Does he think about? I'm sure the three hour cut was better than his six hour cut, right? Like, right. He's gonna have he's to take his along. bathroom breaks strategically. <laughs> and I'm pounding a iced coffee right now. No, I think that's I smart. Do that. And much like the strange bedfellows that Barbenheimer made. There's going to be a bunch of Taylor Swift heads in there, some Swifties, because the Eras Tour is hitting Burbank hard on the weekends. Oh, you guys have been hearing it, right? Like we've we've gone in to other hallways. we've gone to other oh, really? yeah, yeah other movies, it. and in the hallway, I heard this chanting, and it was you know they was singing along to a, to a chorus. That's oh, and, but amazing. I could hear the voices and not the screen so much. It was really spooky. That's not going to go well <laughs> with today Whoa. with today's film. Today's film is going to be very heavy, very serious. Yeah. Somber. Yeah. Somber. But before we get into it, like, where are our Irishman phasers set to? Like, (laughs) because that was a controversial episode. We all, except for Brother Dave, pretty much tanked it. 
And we whacked Brother Dave after that. He's we, never heard we whacked again. him, yeah. And Nate, I was looking on your letterbox. Oh my not God. Logged. <laughs> not logged. So I don't know if you're not in logged. You're in witness protection. Maybe I just what? like I just pulled myself <laughs> I pulled myself out of the fight for that. But like it, I, I was thinking about just Irishman today. Not not yes. not my whole uh, relationship sure, with Marty. You sure, know, sure. Which which we ask each other. I know. That which we, we should be this. talking about. Now I'm just like I just see Irishman sitting there, you know. And so looking back on that, I mean, we're we're talking about the effects too, right? We had such a problem yeah. with those effects. Which yeah. is this going to have some? I don't think they're. Tom is there De Niro de aging? I don't no, know. There's no de aging in this one. Thank God. But Thank the God. Irishman was odd because it was like. Scorsese's wheelhouse, which he should have mastered, yes, and it should have been nailed it. totally triumphant and and just like exhilarating and totally. riveting and should've mesmerizing and devastating. Instead, it seemed like an acting workshop where you're like finding the scene, you know. But you're but here's the thing: the that one was like three here's hours. Here's the thing: most of the cinematic world thinks he did nail it, or they're tricked into thinking he did. Yeah, well, everyone hated it. Wait, 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 no, 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 no. I have a point. <laughs> I have a point. The point is. You may have listened to that episode and you're like, these yahoos don't know shit about Scorsese. My favorite movie is After Hours by Martin Scorsese. Lucas's yeah, favorite movie right. is Last Temptation of Christ by Scorsese. True. Bishke's Truth. fucking stupid favorite movie is Silence by Martin Scorsese. <laughs> Wait, it's one favorite. No, so, <laughs> no, Taxi Driver is definitely in my top. Well, another Scorsese. Ten. So yeah. there you go. So we're not anti-Scorsese. We get it. He's the greatest <laughs> living. But it's America. the sunk cost fallacy where <laughs> exactly, Lucas. Like three and a half cost. hours of their day or however yes. long, they can't convince themselves they were not blown away well, by the images. Three and, and, and a half what it is? Like three and a half hours of their day and 40 years of their life spent worshiping at the altar. It's like a Stockholm They syndrome. can't believe that, that he would ever make a bad movie. Yeah. And that's how the Irishman kind of snuck I think, in. I think that's how the critics were. I mean, the critics hated it and they gave it four stars. You know what I mean? But today's different. And Lodge Mistress, what's your Scorsese platform? Like, are you... Are you going in with your arms crossed? Or are you open about this? You know, he's good, right? But but I, <laughs> he's a talented but creative, my right? Fave, you know, in general. Sure. So, and I know it's going to be. I, I'm very. I, I mean, I do know he historically uh, yeah. hasn't had a lot of ladies doing a no, lot of business and that's in kind his of, films, right? Exactly. Mm. But I do like the you know the story that we're about to go see. I mean, right. like I don't know about like, but it is a very you enjoy interesting. It. It's fun. A very interesting sort of piece of history in America. So, I mean, I do have a bit of an arms cross because I feel like I'm going to be depressed, but yeah. but I'm also think it's going to be visually stunning. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Sister May, what are you going in with? I'm going in with an open mind. Yeah. Are you an Irishman super freak by any chance? I, uh, are we are we offending you? I did not watch it. The only way I went over my shoulder. That's my question. Did those people that liked it actually watch the whole thing and Ooh. engage? Well, we were debating or that. They you just know. dip in and we're like, oh yeah, he's yeah. This his, is good. This appears. Stuff. That's yeah. when everyone was streaming, so this we had no expected. idea. Yeah. <laughs> we sat in the theater. The whole way through, we did not get up. We're the Scorsese expert behind us talking through the whole movie about like every character on screen. Anyway, oh yeah, <laughs> that well, that that we're gonna see some of that culture today when they're in there. We got all the film geeks. The Irishman, Irishman aside, I'm very excited to see this movie. <laughs> oh good, oh bitch, this is prestige. We're getting out of the shit. We're getting away from Expendables Four. We're getting into the good part of. Cinema, which doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to stay in the prestige mode, but it's here. Prestige season it's is here. Dawned on yeah. us. We're still going to have your exorcists. We're still going to have yeah. your bullshit. But we're going to get some nourishment here, yes. here and there. Which, Finally, which we need. 
And Bishki, we're so happy to have you back. You yes, welcome back, Bishki. Welcome back yeah. to life. You Bish. did not need to see Saw X and its eye trauma that it held. With <laughs> yeah, we, we fell on that grenade. Yeah, yeah it's no. Coming out. Two weeks down, but I'm testing negative. I feel good. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you ready to climb those steps? I'm ready to climb those steps. It's IMAX, by the way. Oh. Yeah, Woo! and I got really good prestige. Seats. Really good front and center seats. I mean, not front, but <laughs> first row. Tip of the spear. And I, I have a, I have a little announcement to make. In the past, I've normally taken a little THC edible, sure, but I was yeah. worried that was gonna knock me out yeah. today. Slow down, yeah. slow down. So I switched uh -huh. it up and I took a little tiny microdose of psilocybin edible. <laughs> so I'm gonna have just a tiny bit like what visual enhancement, like audio, audio enhancement. It's gonna all you know burn off in do? the trailers. <laughs> We're it'll gonna, be fine. I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure. I've got my passport, my train ticket stamped to Fairfax, uh, <laughs> Oklahoma, where the story takes place. Yes. Giddy up, yes. partners. Yes. Let's go to Scorsese Town. Love and light, y'all. Love and light, y'all. Flower moon on shrooms. Let's do this. After 3.5 hours in the IMAX. <laughs> and let me tell you, that shit was hot in there. Mm, it, it was, was hot. Fine. It was too hot. And unbelievable. On record for me, the hottest, most miserable theatrical experience has always been Paul Thomas Anderson's The Master. I was there no in the Cinerama Dome. In no the Dome. No doubt. You're talking sweat. Pit, and pit just I had to roll my pant legs up on that one. Me too. Guess me too. We were passing out. And I'm not going to say this was that bad, it but wasn't. it was no. bringing up memories of that. Agreed. And it was bad enough. You know, I don't get up and walk out of movies for any reason, unless it's like a medical emergency. <laughs> <laughs> but a, I, a medical Coca-Cola emergency. Yeah. I did get a refill, yeah, you but did, you did. I went out there and there were like three managers just like shooting the shit outside of the IMAX screen. And I was like, you guys, it's terrible in there. We need that, air you, conditioning. You, you, you said it to him? Yes. Thank you. I was but like, nothing changed. And well, this is what she said to me. This is what the one with like 
the most regal Theodore. looking AMC shirt on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Highest ranking. The highest ranking pleated. member for it sure. It was pleated. Yeah. It was a little pleated. She said, uh, sir, I was agitated. So she was like, <laughs> she was like, sir, there is an issue with the IMAX screen where the air conditioning is not working. We have a technician on the way. She gave you a bunch. And I was like, I was like, it is borderline criminal in there. And she said, sir, if you no longer want to watch the movie, we can give you a refund. And I wanted to say, that's not my issue. The issue is that that I do want to continue watching the movie in air conditioned peace. You should have asked for a paper fan. Oh, oh man, they need an AMC, AMC fans. I kind of, I kind of thought the heat fit the movie, but the, it did. It did. <laughs> no, I, mean, I, I thought I was beige. tripping because when I walked in, I suddenly couldn't breathe, and I was like, "Uh oh, this is a bad idea. Like, what's <laughs> like happening humid. to me?" It's. And it's then when du- I sat down, no, yeah. I turned to Lodge Master. I was like, "Is it just me, yes. or is it hot in here?" And he's like, "Yes." And I was like, "Okay, <laughs> no. thank God." I tried to lean into it too. You know, it's a dusty film. Yeah, guys, we're yeah. out on but the prairie there, and there's three elevators in the Burbank 16. Two of them are out of commission right now. That was rough today. That was a bad omen, but. That's Lucas and I were hatching some conspiracy theories that the Swifties were rerouting the air conditioning yeah. so that they could fit with their buckets, with their popcorn buckets. Exactly. Like yeah. it in there. You hit the dead bullseye. Maybe they are. Like, we, maybe it's been overcranked because of these hot, <laughs> hot, hot dance hot, I mean, it gets hot in there. It must get really hot. Oh, yeah. yeah. So maybe you stuff's overcranking and ours got busted. Out, so. But it's true. There was a few movie theater set scenes in this movie, and I'm like, Robert De Niro didn't have a air conditioning. This <laughs> <laughs> fucking scene. They were sweating a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Leo is sweating in the brows. Yeah, almost the lies on him. All right, before we get into what we witnessed. Fishy, what's that shot? Right, tomatoes. Based on David Grand's broadly lauded best-selling book, Broadly Lauded Killers of the Flower Moon, is set in the 1920s Oklahoma and depicts the serial murder of members of the oil-wealthy Osage Nation, a string of brutal crimes that came to be known as the Reign of Terror, period. Period. Wow. That's it. People know what they're getting. They they know (laughs) who's in it. The August Osage County. Has anybody read the book? No. 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 So we're just going in just for the movie. That is what our knowledge is. Yeah. And I think that's fine because this movie is like a quarter of the length of the book. So it's it pretty much so long. <laughs> it covers like if you if you if you put out the audio book, I think it's tw- it's like a 12 hour audio book. Oh, so we, we just watch true like, crime, yeah. true, huge true history. Yeah. So right off the bat, Leo is loving uglying himself up a little bit. He's got <laughs> yeah, man. He's got some prosthetic teeth. He's got those what teeth. Did, what did people think? He's of, got those Oscar-winning yeah, like, dentures that changes, he had when they first saw It changes the shape of his face. It's the bulldog from Mar- uh, Godfather, Marlon Brando. I yeah. thought I thought it was like you know that that uh, emoji. You know, filter yes, that goes yes, over your yeah. face. That's, That's exactly what frown, I thought. Nathan. Making, yeah, making him frown. He has a, a smile, kind of. You're back in, but when he runs blade. his hand over his face, you see that little frowny, frowny. Yes, with a side of sling blade. Now, was, yeah. ladies in the edge, what yeah, do you guys here. think of heartthrob Leo in this film? He comes out of the saloon doors. I uh, kept thinking that he's Leonardo Grumpy Cat. Yeah, no, I did not think he was handsome and she thought he was handsome. So I was like, well, why not just let him have his own teeth? Age has done enough to Leo where he's kind of yeah. uglied up. I'm Ooh, sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Shit. Oh, oh, he's, he's, he's a little wrinkled and it, aged. It, it, 
So, he's pockmarked. And, and, and he's, you know, so he didn't need the teeth. But I mean, sure. But it not? helped him get into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, at first, mm-hmm. well, let's get let's not get off the teeth too quickly. <laughs> at first, at first, I'm like, oh, though, you know, he's got the ghoul teeth in. He's got, you yeah. know, right. Tra- and they were ghoul teeth. But, but mm-hmm. on second look, it might have been his teeth with no. a little bit of with a little bit of the tar or whatever they do. No the dirt. way. Uh, no no way. Because wouldn't he be speaking like way off? He thought, was. <laughs> He was speaking they were all crooked. Right. Yeah, no way. They must be. And that was right thinner. Was they were thinner. Yeah. Thinner dentures he had there. He I mean, was, they were effective. He was loving just playing in those dentures. <laughs> <laughs> and we got we got Robbie De Niro, Bobby. Hey, Bobby. Hey, Bobby. Oh, Bobby. Two heavyweights, man. Two huge yeah. heavyweights. Two Scorsese heavyweights. Yeah. Yeah. He's just shriveling in, in on himself now. I mean, I don't know. that His performance was really shrunk. Yeah, I, I, you know, I thought he was kind well, of what's telling projecting is on, that he was on, innocent. On Instagram, I've seen set photos where De Niro's got like a medical orthopedic cane that he oh. needs to walk with. Wow. But in every yeah. scene, life, yeah. he had no cane. So I was, he was even walking upstairs without a cane. That stair but scene. He looked uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. 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 Didn't he look kind of scrouchy? I was yeah. like, scrouchy. at this point, you're like character decision or ancient age, like or both. Yeah. But no, no de-aging, thankfully. Thankfully. He's still still charismatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's all coming through. Yeah. Wasn't there a de-aged Crispin Glover in the movie? In this movie? Or was that a guy that just looked like Crispin Glover? All the budget for Crispin. <laughs> oh, yeah, the mushrooms. Okay, so how did the psilocybin hit give you? Us any, give us anything. It, it was fine. It was it was only like 250 milligrams. Just so some light Crispin just, Glover hallucinations. It was, it was basically like real D, 3D, you know, like, like the first Avatar in sure. 2009. It was kind of like that. It was sure. jumping out at you a little? Tiny bit. Yeah. So... You're used to Leonardo DiCaprio being the hero. And in this movie, he is not the hero. Decidedly not. Uh, This movie is light on heroes. But it is strange to expect that and to cut him so much slack and have him be playing this character. And it reminds me that he's wanted to play H.H. H. Holmes, the devil in the white city, oh. like so, uh, yeah. American so mass murderer. Mm. He's been wanting to play him for so long and it's just never worked out. And he finally kind of gets to do it. In this. He just wants to play like all bad. He wants to be the bad boy. And what did you guys think of seeing Leo in a role like this? I mean, I, I kind of like him as, as dumbed down a little bit mm-hmm. and... Mm-hmm. Um, Dumbed way down. As sort of like, <laughs> he is, you know, yeah. ra- racked with guilt and just not like, I kind of like, I kind of like this performance of him. I, I think it's it's good for, yeah, just sort of like the Howard Hughes one. Like, right. that kind of, Leo, I was like, the no, Edgar, miscast. You know, forget Jay Edgar. <laughs> yeah, Jay Edgar, no. He can be kind of <clears> stiff <throat> and, and his delivery is kind of stiff. But this, this one was more of a character than he's done you know, in other films. They're, yeah, he, he was clearly loving it. I, I kept having problems because he reminded me of Rick Dalton on Bounty Law, the the movie within a movie <laughs> a of tick, Tarantino's like Once a Upon a Time in Hollywood. So I thought Tarantino mm. was directing this movie at certain portions, especially when he was arguing. It was like, is this Bounty Law with Rick Dalton? <laughs> it's a little shouty. What do we think of the, what is the name of the actress? Lily Gladstone. Mm. Lily, Lily Gladstone. 
Fantastic. What do we, what do we think about her? Amazing. Fantastic. Yeah, I think she's good. I I thought a little bit of a a little bit of a bait and switch with the trailer looking like she's yeah. active. Let's just. I don't want to spoil it. I'm going to spoil it right now. We are going to. We're going to yeah. waste yeah. her. It's she's terrible. sickly, you know, through this whole film. That's and, and that's always a bummer. You that's know, when you my come issue. For a performance. Yeah, yeah. For me, the movie should have been told entirely through her, her POV. It should have been like a remake of Gaslight or something. Yeah. And, yes. And, and it would have been way more she tense and crazy. And, and you could have really played off it a much much more but the movie kind of has a point of view problem and it's a bit of a mess here's yeah. my issue with that is exactly it's the barbie issue where it's not her movie you know yeah, like I mean, well, we there's we, been a lot of we're focusing on the bumbling killers throughout well Way she well Way she is just much. fucking wasting away I in the bed say, i would say in the first two thirds it's their the three of theirs movie but I, I, by the last two thirds is pretty generous. But by the last hour <laughs> and change, the first feature film length, we'll yeah. just say that. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was diminishing returns as it went on. Like I looked at my watch mm -hmm. two hours Definitely. in, and we had ninety more minutes. Yep, to go. that's mm -hmm. exactly when I uh, yeah. Millie thought I was reaching over to hold her hand. God bless you, but it was just too hot for skin on skin contact. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It I was, was. I, had it that was. I was gesturing toward her eye watch or whatever it's called. You just called. imagine that thermostat, you know, where it gets up to the top and it just blows. <laughs> and she showed me, and I. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm going to go on a bit of a rant and feel free to jump in and cut me off whatever you want. But it was a bit dispiriting because I was also watching it through what I perceived to be the lodge mistress's eyes where it was so dark hearted for so long. You're just watching these guys wow. run roughshod over these poor people mm -hmm. killing off this entire family. You're like, what the fuck am I watching? What, what am I even watching? And the point of view is from the killers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're trying the to get you to sympathize, sympathize with Leo when he's crying about right. his dead kid. Question mark. So Question mark. when I reached over and tried to tap on that watch and mm -hmm. saw that it was an hour and a half left. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly when Jesse Plemons, my boy, showed up, showed up yeah. to start well. laying down the fucking law. And I was ho I was like wishing I could just project Bishki onto Plemons, you know? Like that was like Brother oh my Bishki God. on screen. Brother Bishki coming in and just fucking laying waste to these fools. It'd be an honor to be Plemons, yeah. A but, Plemons role. Plemons but here's role. the thing, and I and I also have to just shoehorn this in. Bishki, Jesse Plemons is so good on Breaking Bad. Someday you are gonna someday you are gonna fucking love it. It's never gonna get to me. I like Plemons from a lot of stuff. So I know I know Plemons. He's so good. But anyway. But yeah, we could have used an intermission at the Plemons point. The Plemons point. That would have been I was I was I was begging. I thought Lily Gladstone was gonna stagger out of bed and be like, no, I will speak to him now. Here's the thing. And then the shit would pick up, but it was like, no. Nope. There's she a says, couple of moments like that. We're going to talk on Friday. To, she says mm -hmm. in her delirium, she's having visions. She's seeing an owl, which is awesome. Yeah. And then she's mm -hmm. like, I want to, the man with the hat is here. I want to speak to the man with the hat. And Leo's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then you <laughs> see wow. the fucking outline of him at the door with the hat. Knock, knock, knock. Intermission. Let us go to the yes, bathroom. Please. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So yeah, that would have been perfect. That's the perfect spot for it. But alas, it didn't. Digital projectors probably can't do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, they just do the, like the Gone with the Wind, like sweeping music. Oh, right. Just ten, the Arclight did it yeah. for the Hateful Eight. I was yes, there for exactly. that. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I was, I, yeah, they did it. Yeah, it was but, great. That was film. But Arclight. here's my thing. Okay, anyway, go ahead. The movie 
any movie would have a pacing problem when one of your main characters is just in bed with their eyes rolling back in their head for most Dude, of the runtime. It's a bummer. Yes. That's a tough a bummer. That's that, tough to overcome. Well, that's typically the end of act 2 in a 90-minute movie. Right. So it, it could work if you just cut this shit down. Mm -hmm. But with, with and we will get to that. But when Clemens shows up, it was a huge burst yes, of, pot me too. of yes, potential, potential. Mm. Yes. of potential, mm. because uh, what we needed then, and Bishki, I'll let you speak. I'll let you finish. <laughs> let's start, what, <laughs> let me start. What, yeah, let me go ahead. Go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll pick back up. Okay, because we can't start at Plemons. We got to start with the first two and a half we, hours listen, of the movie. Anybody listening to this. This is going to be nominated for everything. Go see this fucking movie. Yeah, go see it. It's going to be nominated for everything, as it should be. Uh, the first two hours of this movie, I was riveted. I think yeah. the courtship of Leo and and um, Lily Gladstone was amazing. We've never and, seen anything like that before, and, really. And um, it's in Marty's wheelhouse to do a guilt-ridden De Niro and <laughs> yes. DiCaprio. Yeah. It's fascinating yeah. to watch. It's, you know, the, it, it, you... And you kind of get the punishment in that first two hours of their souls because they're just killing, you know, one family member after another. And and you and you you don't quite know that Leo's totally in on it until, you know, a little while in. But I mean, the production design, you're just in this world in for, me, for me. I don't know. Maybe other but people just checked out. I got to point out, I knew DiCaprio was yeah. in on it from the moment he put a sack yeah, over his head exactly. and like yeah. robbed yeah. them yeah. of jewels yeah. and then yeah. lost them it's all in a night. That we like, know. Yeah, because they were showing him doing some dirty yeah. deeds. No, you, 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 That's you giving him a little bit of leeway because he's Leo. It's Leo leeway. Yeah. Leo. <laughs> yeah. But, but he's bad to the bone. But this is like, I was in 1920s yes. Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. This is like, no, the production period, value is period $200 million. Dollars. You yeah. could mute town. this and just watch it, and you will coast for almost a feature length yeah. film, which so is would, incredible. So the punishment that maybe Lodge Master and M Millie were feeling for the first half, I was not. I wasn't that. feeling punishment. Okay, yeah. At all. I was okay. love I was I'm saying it's it's decreasing value as it goes. So yeah, the first yeah. hour and a half mm -hmm. I'm in. I'm a little confused as to the point of view, but I'm like, it's gonna work itself out. And then when we do get to Plemons, I'm like, okay, here's the big burst of catharsis where we round up these fools. I was like, where have I felt this in real I was like connecting in real life somehow? And I'm like, wait, I've never I've never been anywhere near a, a situation posse, like this. Got a posse together. But I'm like, uh, it's Lockmaster. fucking Trump. It's De Niro oh. is Trump. And we're finally <laughs> rounding up these fucking scumbags, throwing them in the frying pan and pressing down the fucking spatula on these fools. <laughs> that's what I wanted. Mm -hmm. And that's yeah. what we kind of got. But it mm -hmm. was nah, over I, the course of another fucking hour and a half. Well, we need a, a Layla montage. No, you Marty. Up, yeah, you bring up a good point that there's there's some I felt like I was robbed of some action. Yes. I, you know, yeah. blood, vengeance and like Leo and his crew. Blood which, catharsis. Which, yeah, like his brother didn't get accused oh, of anything. Yeah, I really want to, like, if he had some Nothing. strong guys next to him that were his crew, and these guys are cleaning house and we, being justified, we would go on his side, you know, and we'd get our blood cathartic. Instead, they throw us in some dusty rooms, and we sit there for a long time doing oh. the thing that I was pissed about in The Irishman, which is redundancy. There's Shit so we already know. So or in Oppenheimer. We, we get know. stuck in the Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer! <laughs> we get stuck in the Oppenheimer interrogation know. room. Uh. And yeah, you don't want this to end in a courtroom or an interrogation room, and but we you have both. You know it's going to both. <laughs> we, get, we get a lot of talking, a lot but of talking scene. Just little, little uh, spruce ups. We get a few. 
We, Millie and I looked at each other with just childhood glee when we heard the booming voice of John Lithgow. <laughs> we're like, we oh, turned to man. each other, we're like sweat pouring down our face, and we're like, Lithgow? Oh, yeah. Lithgow? I, I, I had a comical one, too, where I was just, you know, it was hot in there, all right, guys? It was hot in there. So I was drifting. I was drifting. I was yes. like, my eyes were rolling back. You put your head yeah. in the back. So, it was low and I, I got sleep. woken up by when the house when the house exploded. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, so God. That, everybody was right there, right, waiting for that beat. Yes. We but got then, a salad character. That's right when I thought the movie was like out of steam. I was like, this movie's completely out of steam. You're going to introduce the salad character? They oh. blew the hell out of it. Who's the salad character? Brendan Fraser. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm just a character. Did anybody remember that he was in this? No. I had no it was a clue. total I had no pleasant clue. surprise, and I couldn't help but laugh because I still have some of the residual whale <laughs> of course. like stink yeah. on me. So it felt like it Were was they, a character yeah, from like, the whale. Like I could no longer whale oil these movies. And his first line explodes, and some yes. of the audience just goes, What? What? The? <laughs> <laughs> what? What? So distracted by his thing. So May and Milster, what were you feeling during this? Like, take us through your experiences. I thought the first part of it was good. Like uh, Bishki said, the the intro of the whole situation and the courtship was great. And the I had the salad dragon. Was, Are you calling? You calling I'm, a salad dragon? I, yes. 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 The Salad Dragon. A scene in a movie that is so bizarre, baffling, or transcendent that it instantly justifies the price of admission. Or Reese Witherspoon's leafy transformation in A Wrinkle in Time. When Leonardo's getting uh, punished by old De Niro. Yes! Gray, gray Stoke, uh, in a Masonic free, temple, free, free Masonic temple. I love yeah, that. Oh, I, love that. I perked up. I really, such yes. a good word. I was such like, like what is happening there? De Niro has him bend over and gets fucking flogged. Yeah. Uh, paddle, man. The movie peaked for me at that point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that room, yeah. you know, isolated feelings. I was giggling. I couldn't help. I couldn't keep a straight face. It had like a checkered floor, and it had the you know all the symbols of the high mason. Yeah, and the and checkered yeah. floor was reflecting in De Niro's glasses. Yes. Oh, yeah. De Niro says like, "I am the 36th chapter of the. I'm a 32nd <laughs> like, Freemason." It was kind of cool. Like people yeah. were like, Woo, you "Yeah." Know? <laughs> It was exciting there. He would be probably. He is in real life. Probably. Milster, what were you? What were you doing? You know, I did. I really did like sort of the beginning because it was like setting up this world I had never seen. It was really amazing and to it's see. It's a handsome production. Yes, and it, to see like Native Americans in sort of a position of power with oh, like white servants and like it was they very. Were, yeah. I was like, yeah, I want to see more of this. Like, I want to know more about that world yes. and like how that all, all the dynamics of that. I mean, I, that's for a different thing, I guess. But you know, that wasn't this. And I also this had time for that. It just uh, allocated. It totally. Yeah, they that didn't. They shot did. through the house that reminded me of the original movie lodge. Uh, I just felt like when they were doing that tracking <laughs> shot for all the rooms, it reminded me of the lodge. There had to be cuts there, but I, I really like that. That, that shot was too. cool. Nice. And I thought, mom, yeah. you know, as far as the murders were concerned. I don't like a dark-hearted murder like that. I but I did feel like it was effective to make you sort of feel like this is fucked up. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And I because they could have done it where it was like more like like of a murder mystery or something. You know, which 
I kind of wanted, I confess, but I don't feel like that was what was called for. And so I do kind of appreciate how rough these murders were to see because because it hit me hard. And I was just like, this is awful. But if we were more through her eyes, there could have been a little more tension. But we we see all the cards laid out and Mm -hmm. then they're repeated. And then we we know everything about how the one sister got shot down by the by the crick. And we don't need we, to see. We, we do we, not need we to get see it explained. That. We all know who was there. We yeah. get it explained like thrice, and then they flash back and show it. Why? Why? Just to show the horror yeah. of it, I guess. Yeah. But I, mean, I feel it, like Marty, Marty should have done that, that first. Yeah. Then. Marty, yeah. show Marty it was first. doing that in the Irishman, you know, where he would he'd yeah. get real close with the people in the car, and then they just do it all in a master, and you'd shoot them in the living room. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. the, the problem with having it be, and you know, I had I have a friend who was like up for. For up for this actually to write on this and Ooh, you nice. know the, I think the problem was they definitely talked about having the female I think be the main character right. but she just doesn't do very much because she's suffering like, yeah. I, she's I know sickly. and so but and maybe it would have worked with like Lucas's idea of like taking a gaslighting sort of idea but right. in terms of like how active of a protagonist she is. She's just not very active. You just got to figure you know? it out. I know. I, I you agree. You got to figure I it agree. out. Yeah. Agree. Like I wonder what book has, you know, what, what, yeah. what perspective the book has. And then if this thing gets up well, nominated for well, best no, adapted, I, I, read, um, I read that, uh, an article that the book was originally adapted by Eric Roth as a straight police procedural. Oh, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like, like yeah. you could Zodi- see, like you could see adventures whiffs Zodiac. of that. Yeah. The procedural and comes in the like Thunderheart. They were going to shoot that version <laughs> with DiCaprio in the Bell. Tom White role, which was the Jesse Plemons role. Right. Uh, when they were scouting, COVID hit, shut everything down. They had like, you know, obviously a year to think about the script and DiCaprio came over to Marty's house one day and was like, Hey man, this seems kind of boring and trite. Like, where's the heart of the story? And Marty is like, the heart of the story is with Ernest and Molly. Mm-hmm. And DiCaprio was like, well, let's make it about that, and I can play Ernst, and we'll we'll just like make it about that. So they completely like redeveloped like, like, the script yeah. for wow. to like focus on this like love relationship, and 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 they were saying how like these people really really truly loved each other. Like it was supposed to be a genuine legitimate marriage, even though he was like killing her entire family. Wow. I think that's where the story is yeah. mm-hmm. until it becomes procedural in kind of the second half. Hold on. Lucas, that was such a nutrient-dense dollop of information. I'm going to resurrect LT's bonus features for just for that, <laughs> retroactively. Yeah. LT's heard some rumors, and they just might be true. So yeah, that that makes total sense because this when they're all standing out by the oil derricks, like that's when you feel that this the thunderheart of it all, you know, like <laughs> could have <laughs> really been a police procedural, which also oh, I, I don't want to see wouldn't that. have been no. right no. at all. At least we get something very wrong. White savior complex. Yeah. We get something more nuanced with her performance. We do, but but I, I'm just like back and forth on her performance because I I know she's she is really strong and she comes through stoically, right? And I think that is what people are responding to. There's but almost to like a just, Sharon Stone and Basic Instinct in the early going where she's like looking through, she she can read everything yeah, about him immediately and there's such strength there. Mm-hmm. But she still falls for him. That's that's the weird part is when she finally <laughs> gets up. Alfred E. Newman looking. When she finally gets, <laughs> when she finally gets up and walks away from him dramatically when she's like, what, what was in the insulin you've been giving me? Mm-hmm. Oof. I was like, why didn't that happen an hour ago? Like mm-hmm. what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. She's she's been watching 
fucking depositions of people being like, these are all the people that killed your whole family. And she's like, he's my husband. I love you. It's like, wait. Yeah. If they're playing, let us in on at least what your thought process. If it gets to that, that where it's real intimate, uh, intimate kind of like he's he's murdering her silently. Like, yeah, that's that's more interesting. And it didn't go there. It was all over. It was all it was down the street with those bumbling guys and the botch thing over here. (sighs) Yeah, I thought she died like three times. Mm -hmm. That's just the length. I mean, we got the length is the problem here. Three twenty five is a problem. Yeah, that's a mini series. Anything over two hours is a mini series. It just feels so (sighs) dense. And it doesn't feel cohesive or tight at all. May all the deities bless Thelma Shoemaker for all that she's done for being Marty's editor for God knows how many years, a hundred years. (laughs) She's edited all the greats. What is happening? (laughs) What is happening here? I got a feeling it's more Marty's director's cut. It's got to be. He's just like, because I think Brother Zach said in, in the later Marty films, they all could use a little trimming and so he's, because he's, he's just precious. he's the auteur who gets everything he wants everything yes. he wants and he has no studio to hold him to the fire what was the he's budget no on this film. that's what i want to know yeah. tell yeah. him like 500 million dollars <laughs> <laughs> all those cars all oh. that oh and God. it's it everything. felt real I, yeah this shit yeah. looked real like yeah they could have been like tooling around on green screen seesaws for all we know but it looked fucking real like that felt expensive. It did. <laughs> Very much so. So, yeah, you shoot all that. I guess you fill a courtroom. You want to use it. <laughs> you uh, know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was clocking it. When when I wanted that Layla montage to start, when they were rounding up everybody, <laughs> and that would have been great if it was like old-timey Layla but, sound, yeah. you know? Yeah, I know. We could talk about the music. I'm like, I thought the music was great, but I was clocking all the different touch points that they hit, you know, where it's like they round up one of the dudes that was the killer, and he's like, oh, he said that about me? Get me a pencil. That's like a <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool yeah. montage moment. There was like 40 minutes that could have been swept up into a nice 10-minute mm-hmm. boffo montage. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. No, but I did like the music. Robbie Roberts. Music, music was yeah. great. Robbie Roberts, rest in peace. It was, it, was like, it was like the... The psycho killer bass yes. line, like yes, it was, for like a yeah. long portion of it. It felt, that, it felt modern, but it, it yeah. worked with the piece. I think that helps with the pace too. Like we got through a lot of long sections that were helped with that. Just that yeah. boom, boom. I think the we got boom. we got through it going. Yeah, we got through at least two hours like a breeze. I remember yeah. I was like, mm, we're going, we're going. <laughs> yeah, but then it just hit. <laughs> A yeah, wall. Hit, I, hit a hit a bed, hit I, a sickly bed. I think I cursed myself because at a certain point, I I would love to have video of myself. I leaned back in my seat and shook my head like a proud dad watching his kid play t-ball. I'm like, I'm not going to have to bring up Irishman redundancy at all this no, time. No. Ooh, and then that back third. Oh my god. <laughs> mm. <laughs> But they, it's they still it's up. still a handsome production, you know. Yeah, we like, can't knock it. It's yeah, still gonna get bad. and deservedly get nominated for nominated everything. For every best actor, Leonardo. Oh yeah. <laughs> but this is another situation where it's like, come Thanksgiving, you're gonna have your meal <laughs> like at you know early you know late afternoon. And then dad's going to put on Killers of the Flower Moon. You guys think of Killers mm-hmm. of the Flower Moon. And ah. what, see that what is VOD going to do to this behemoth? Mm. It is going to chop it into like eight sections. Wasn't there like a, was there a fatter cut for Irishman when it streamed? Was there anything like that? Like how, a, could there, how could there have been? How could three hours? Five hour cut. Five hour cut. 
Anyway, any guy. other elements that people well, want to point out? Here? Well, I, I really enjoyed the little code of the uh, Hollywood kind of theater. Oh, that uh, was great. Yeah. Of, uh, I thought that was kind of awkward. Yeah. Well, I thought it was better than. <laughs> oh, but it like condensed West, it. It felt like a Wes Anderson like commercial yeah. or something like was, American well, Express. Usually those are just title cards, you know, or end. Well, end it was better than cards. having title cards. Yeah. Or would you have rather. They, they Lucas, the Lucas, was, would you have rather watched the full courtroom proceedings just play out? No. Because they could have done that. You could like show the real photos of all these people with like a little bit of on screen text to make it more powerful. I thought it was That's what we normally get. Like pointless, like to watch the radio play. It just felt like from a different movie or that something. Jack White was in there. I thought it was right. And like the Edward great. Herman like surrogate like yeah, <laughs> the Edward Herman Edward is. Herman, yeah. I yeah, I was welcoming of it. I'm just like something different. Thank you. Yeah, and Marty shows up. And Marty almost just losing it. Marty yeah. was just oh, yeah. yeah, Marty was the final speaker to lay it all down. And it's also heralding like the the true crime shit that we that we live in today you know it's mm -hmm. <laughs> kind of showing how you know the early seeds of that which is interesting which you know after the horrors that we just saw watching them just you know do sound effects and really cheapening it yeah it's yeah pretty that's interesting true. True. you know because that's what they do now yeah you know? i wonder how this is going to hit you know audiences i mean this is this is total prestige it's total oscar bait pure and and uh but but your average like film buff and scorsese fan i mean some of the exit polls coming out of the theater tonight, I heard people being like, oh, that was a lot. That was uh, got a little monotonous, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> but they still they had that fucking Scorsese days look on their face, you know, they where they're just like, it. they, were, they, were they fucking they fucking did it. They climbed the mountain. So I don't know. I don't know. Let's find out what the edge thinks. Let's go to those flower moon boats. <laughs> Who gets it? Who gets it tonight? Mm. Sister May, you're in the spotlight. I think I'm always you love the first to bone. You are first to bone! Oh. First to bone. For the record, everybody thinks that they're the, always the first to bone. I really think every time I'm on, though, I <laughs> yeah. am. <laughs> I just can't wait. It's like first base. I'm like know. sacrificial. Yes. Yeah, on a ball diamond. All the balls are coming to you. <laughs> it was a beautiful film. The the production design and the whole world that it built was good. And the, the story was interesting. I think it was just the runtime really became the killers of my Sunday afternoon. <laughs> there you go. Oh, nice. There you go. It kept my interest. It, the courtroom drama. <laughs> Damn, all movies are always, going it, it, <laughs> it always kills a movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. What is that? It's like a reflex, you know. Oh, the that. procedural part of it. You can't. Even you with have Brendan to have the Fraser. Justice. Just like fucking yelling at the top Let's of his go. lugs. So I'm like... Two bones teetering on two and a half. Whoa. Ooh. So what? You're officially two? I think two. Two? Utah. Give me two. May has set the table. Let's see. Brother Bishki. Yeah. I think this is quite a bit better than Irishman. Um, that one was just a slog for me for the most part. This one, I, I was with it for a good two hours. I thought we were going to see another De Niro special curb stump for yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he got close at that temple yeah no um i just thought the first two hours was masterful my bones were very high 
Um, <laughs> and I was like, Marty can do no wrong. Yes. Greatest living right? filmmaker. Right? I was just right? like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Guys? No, no. I, I thought it was just outstanding in, in the cinematography was like just every shot. And it was just, it was just, I was really knocked out. And, and then Jesse Plemons shows up and, you know, I'm not, I was just like, oh yeah, this movie is three and a half. So this is going to go. <laughs> and it kind of just repeat, like you kind of get the whole sense of the, of the, the kind of hell and the guilt yes. that Leo and De Niro are living in and you get her perspective on them and sort of the torture that she's going through. You kind of get all that in the first two hours. Right. And then you just kind of repeat it, mm. kind of go back over each crime <sighs> yeah. that happened. It did lose some bones, but I think it wrapped up nicely with that Hollywood theater uh, or radio on air or whatever. So I'm going to give it three strong bones. Three strong and bones. And it's definitely going to uh, be one of the top of the year for me because it provided a lot and made me feel guilty, which I should feel Yeah, guilty. there you go. Fucking flog yourself. <laughs> you got to get right. that paddle ready. Let's see. Ah. Let's see. Mm, strategically, I try to mix it up a little bit here. Milster, you are next to bone. Nice. Next to um, bone. I'm next to bone. Um, so I I did really enjoy sort of the, the beginning part. Again, like I was saying, just the, the juxtapositions that he was showing, the story that I haven't seen before, which is really riveting and horrifying and, you know, I think is really great. But, you know, for me, I just, man, this this thing was rife with problems. I did not connect emotionally. Mm. I understand that, like, their love story to me did not hit hard, did not hit right. I felt like to me it was like an actor showing us the pain, but I did not feel the connection of Leo to anybody else. Mm -hmm. I did not feel it with his wife. You well, know maybe, if we, may, and like, maybe if we didn't know that he was a fucking bad guy throughout. No, I don't know that that's what it was. <laughs> you don't think so? I, no, and I and I didn't feel like his love for his kid, mm -hmm. you know, and I feel like for De Niro, like for me, I did not feel De Niro's guilt. And in fact, I feel like this is one of the problems with the writing. I did think that his performance was really good, but I felt like he was like portrayed as the bad guy through and through. Like I yeah. I always felt like he always. was the bad guy and he never seemed like a real human being to me. A real human being does love people, does make friends, which I think is probably true. He probably really was friends with some of these Osage folks, which is why I kept writing letters to them, maybe, who knows. But I didn't see any of that in this film. I felt like, yes, the production value's there. Yes, the story's there. The heart for me was very much missing. I did not connect with this film. And as a result, uh, I just have to give it two. Two for the Milster. Give me two. Now we're going to go to Nathan. <laughs> I think I know what the hothead in the way back is going to oh, be. Oh, <laughs> trying to balance it out. Yeah, I hear everybody's, I hear everybody's you know, comments on it, and I, I agree with a lot of it. Uh, I, think, I think that first two hours is really strong and well-directed. And, and it had a pace to it that has... Marty has a pace when he moves through those inf that information and he's and he's and it's and it's masterful where he shows he shows both sides the the uh, I thought the oil coming up through the ground and then mm. it just said everything and I wish the mm -hmm. title had come over that it was just such a strong image um, but you I'm left with what what I what I what I felt like kind of was missing or what what was pulled from me and 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 Millie touched on it with the love story. Uh, with her performance, Lily Gladstone, I think she's I think she's really strong, and I don't I don't want to knock I don't want to knock everything around with her, but I think 
uh, for her to to be sickly like this and not be proactive was it's just tough. man. That was the meat. That anytime she was part of the investigation or she was taking a proactive thing and she could have used her money and, and that and to see her in that way um, uh, was was the heart of the film. You know, and something yeah, like that when was she new. goes to DC mm-hmm. and like pleads and for she's some kind help. Of, yeah, she was scaring all these. You or know, hires I the private men. I couldn't help but laugh like, though when the president was like, "Thank you, thank yeah. you." Because <laughs> that's exactly how cool. And, all, and, and exactly. man, the cast of the white men in this. We got every white bread actor. <laughs> I mean, I, I saw the guy over here. The guy. Yeah, there was Sturgle character Simpson. actors. Yeah, there's character actors from No Country for Old Men. Everybody and Plemons. I mean, he's the king. You know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that pumpkin. My face. boy. Uh, and, and 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 DiCaprio too. You know, he's the top of that Cheshire cat. There he is. Um, uh, and he he does play it kind of daft. So I gave him some more concessions, and I and I I, I, I saw that he immersed in this bad guy role uh, a little bit more than he does. You know, he's taking he's going for it. Yeah, yeah. But but they don't have a connection. And then my last thing that I felt like I was missing was the action, uh, the vigilante. Mm. I thought it was gonna be a bloodbath. I don't know what I was thinking. I thought maybe mm-hmm. more like a Django, uh, where he goes after these men and he's. And he's really got blood on both sides, and 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 that seems more like Scorsese to me. So I don't know why I didn't get that. Why am I missing? Follow, that? They're following reality. Yeah. I guess um, I can. I, I'm looking ahead of me. I see a transparent three bones, uh, just because I think it's a really handsome production, and I mm-hmm. think there's some there's some good in with does, the bad. Does a transparent three bones mean there's a lack of marrow? Or lack what of is? marrow. I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go <laughs> super hard, needy. thick like Bishki. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm looking through them. You know. <laughs> you and can it's, see through them. <laughs> And I'll admit it was hot in there and I was fading Oof. in and out and it was kind of nice. But every time I came back out of my fade, she was in bed and he was over her giving her soup or, you know, injecting her her bruised stomach with insulin. Um, and that that's not Oscar buzz for me. I mean, this is going to go against Oppenheimer and, and uh, Barbie. Uh, so we'll see what that's yeah. going to look like. Battle so Royale. My three my three week bones. I pass it over to you guys. All right. Three transparent week. <laughs> Sickly bones. It could have been two and a half. We go all the way to the trunk. Yes. To the whacked hothead. High on psilocybin. We do that Me Marty Scorsese track. In the true baby. mood back, back, uh, back, back. In the way back. Killers of the Flower Moon is Heaven's Gate meets Phantom Thread, and on Shrooms, it did not wow me. (laughs) (laughs) Put it on the poster. Just do your bone count. Um, That's it. I, uh, I guess I had higher hopes or expectations going in just from what I had read or had seen, like, leading up to it. And I really do feel, yeah, they they were on the right track, but they should have gone all the way. And yeah, made it from Lily Gladstone's <laughs> point of view, or at least from the point of view of the Osage people. Yeah, yeah, a, pr- oh, a perspective yeah. would really have and, helped, and, right? and really kept mm-hmm. the DiCaprio and the De Niro character at arm's length, where they come off as genial and avuncular and friendly, and then bring them in, and then yeah. they or find out know, yeah, the truth really lying, at the trial. If you're gonna have a trial, at least let it be yeah. like truth we haven't heard or seen yeah. for the yeah. last yeah. Like, three yeah. hours. True, true. Preach hothead. And there's so many scenes between. De Niro and DiCaprio that was like Austin Powers where it was like how about no Scott yeah. how about Scott yeah. settle down Scott Scott settle <laughs> down Scott settle down no how about no I've always back those no Scott making everybody like, talk that way. and I was like Jeez. what why like why are we watching these guys these guys are pissed these, these guys suck like yeah. why, like why do I care like yes Millie like why do because I care because two two major actors are getting boners slapping each other around yes. and Marty's also got a boner watching them yeah. that's what's happening <laughs> yeah. that's it 
that's it. I mean, and yeah, two hundred yeah. million dollars. Like, I get that. At least, you know, plus. twenty million yeah. went to Marty. Twenty million went to DiCaprio. Twenty million probably went to De Niro. So that's still one hundred and forty million for the rest of the below the line cast and crew to like, you know, film. It's probably another 30, 40 million for lodging, like all that stuff. So you still have like a hundred so million. So many drive-ons. Right? And then you have to build everything from scratch. It's just crazy. The money spent, cause I don't really see it on screen. It's what? really, it's what? really what? Like, I, I just don't see it. That's and the mushrooms in your eyes. I guess, I guess. <laughs> Occluding it, your vision. And it really should not have been three and a half hours. You could no. have told no. the same no. exact story. Oh, we can all agree on in that. In 90 yeah. minutes or two hours. <laughs> hours there's like a scene where the fbi shows up to a, a like a distillery that's been blown up and there's like an old timer sitting there <laughs> with a shotgun and you think like oh it's gonna be the most amazing flashback ever nope. and then it just cuts to like sturgill simpson crash into a tree dead yeah. and then we don't ever know anything again they about any of that. that and it's like why don't mm -hmm. we just cut that out omit that and we can have like a three hour and 15 minute movie uh, yeah. instead of three hours and 25 or whatever the fuck it's it was. It's weird for us to call like, you know, hey, there's blubber on your film, Marty. You know, like yeah. it's, it's such a weird because there it is. They could be trimmed. It's blub. It's and there blubbery. was that insulin scene with DiCaprio that was embarrassing where he was going. Ooh! I was like, oh, this is there, there goes his Oscar. He's not going to win the Oscar now because this scene that was the audition is so scene, though, bad. It? It's so bad. I was cringing at that moment. <laughs> what is this doing to your bone count? So for Lily Gladstone and the Osage people, I give this one bone. Whoa. Nice. Lily's Lily sharing a bone. That they bone got shortchanged again by the white men. They got they got shortchanged. Like, <laughs> I, I swear. Yeah. Like, like He's the best not scene, wrong. The, the best no, scene in the no, movie, I happen not. to know, I happen to know was improvised that they caught randomly because De Niro at lunch pulled Marty aside and was like, you got to film this Native American. He's like saying some really interesting shit. And it was that scene where that guy was mm. saying like the white man, they're buzzards circling us, pick our bones clean. Yeah. Mm. That oh, was all right, off right. the cuff. That guy was just having lunch. Wow. Yeah, that wasn't <laughs> Eric lunch. Roth or, or wow. David Grant or like Scorsese I type I didn't of think that so, shit. that did feel real. He felt like he was, yeah. He I want more of that, was. please. Yeah, that's one bone from the hothead in the way back. Can't fully argue with him on some of those points. Listen, this is, in fact, a handsomely mounted production. You can just drink it in. The money is on screen, dear listener. Mm, it is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. But I got to say, it's that back third. And I, God bless my uncle, when I was making movies in my teens, he watched one of my 20-minute crime thrillers, and he's like, do you want advice? And I said, yes. Oh, yeah. And he pointed out to me that I had a character moving throughout a house looking for clues. And throughout every room, I'd show him opening the door, entering the room, ex yeah. exiting the room, going back out to the hallway, entering a different room, showing all of the doors opening and closing. He's like, you don't need to do any of that. Just cut to what you want us to see. I know what the house layout is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what this movie is. And that's what you're talking about with the courtroom scene. It's like, show us something new. Mm -hmm. We're just walking through the hallway in my fucking childhood home, yeah. opening doors we've already the been in. Lap, you know? Like, what are we doing? So it's that redundancy that 
does flirt with a student filmmaker mentality. Where I'm not gonna. I'm, no. I would not. Not even. Hilarious. I would not. I would not. I would not declare that. I would. But I'm just saying, there's a little whiff of that, and it made me think of it. I'm like Marty. Why are you showing us shit we've known for three fucking hours at this point? Just so actors can fucking jack off. Yes, and yes. he's into that, and they're into that <laughs> because he and can. I respect yeah. that in some ways. He's it. set it up. He's made that world. But if I'm in a hot theater, I know it was hot. Dude. That's the real test. Like if if this now. shit would have been whip cracking smart, and I was seeing new shit, I would have been sweating with a smile on. Right. But <laughs> as it is, oh, I can't. I it's too handsome to go below three. But I'm going to piggyback off Nate's transparent okay, fucking bones. That's the correct one. Guys. That's the correct one. I can see, I could read a fucking eye chart through these bones. <laughs> but, but there are technically three of them. They're cloudy. They're oh cloudy. boy. Yeah. So through. hopefully that will keep the uh, controversy at bay. <laughs> yeah, like remember our remember our bone counts going into the Oscars. Oh, okay, we're going to come back to this. and What? Yeah. Yeah, but that's that's it. We made it, guys, and it is 9 p.m. Not Star- bad. Starting Ooh, at 3.30, and now, yeah. We're all the way to 9 p.m. What an adventure, guys. Yeah, we did p- it. Prestige is <laughs> upon it. us, and it's going <laughs> to keep it. hitting us in waves. Brother Nate, Sister May, thank you for donating your Sunday yes. to the no LodgeCast. No problem at all. And Milster, thank you for those tacos, because we, yes. we steamrolled right through the dinner hour. All the way through. There was no food. <laughs> yeah. So we, we got a little taco injection. And LT, thank you for snuggling with Radon. Yeah. In the back, you got whacked. <laughs> Let's release the hothead from the trunk. Love and light, Love y'all. And light. Love and light. I was the one.
Giddy up, partners. Let's go to Scorsese Town.